fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome. Welcome to Fire Up! And after three completed rounds of the 2022 Rugby League season, there's plenty to fire up about! I'm Dennis Carnahan, joined by the brave, resilient and winless Tiger, Chris Gale. And with Redfern Pat at the controls and bringing us Media Watch and 47 Texters later on. And what a happy Redfern Pat it is we have today after his bunnies smashed their traditional rivals in a game that has put a huge question marks over the once mighty Robbo edifice. Have the Roosters lost it? Their record against the top team smells like Manly did last year. Are they becoming the flat track bullies? Has the Kilimanjaro speech lost its efficacy? Robbo decided before the game to calm the players, get them playing clinical, eyes up, front door rugby league, the rooster way, not to buy into the emotion of the rivalry, to ignore the poker feuds. But Robbo has forgotten the most important thing about rugby league. You need your team, every single one of them, men and women alike, and the training staff, and the backroom staff, and the fans, to fire up! The result? The bunny's passion smashed them! Robbo's now <clears throat> out with COVID for next week. Is that a euphemism for being buried in a concrete box in the unexplored wilderness of the Garden of Stones in the Blue Mountains? Along with the security guard who wouldn't let Uncle Nick into the dressing rooms at the start of the 29th season because he didn't have his accreditation. Is that where Robbo is? But rugby league, it's often had a problem with violence. It is known as the brutal ballet. And this week, Nelson Asofamona, Nelson, he absolutely belted Makahizi Makatoa. And he got off scot-free. Now, this sort of violence going unpunished, players having their history of violence expunged, just has such a broad influence on society. So much so that just this week, life imitated art and this violence burst out of the rugby league world into the mainstream. The Smith hit. Chris rocked. It was astonishing. It was shocking, and it's gone around the world. Chris Gale, what the hell was going on with that high shot? You're so right, Dennis. Sometimes things are bigger than our game, and the entire world has reverberated to the shocks associated with the Mitch Barnett hit on Chris Smith in Newcastle versus Penrith. That's the Chris we're talking about. That's the Smith we're talking about. Yes, up at Bathurst. And what what a shocking hit it was. Well, was it? Because no greater illuminary than Paul Kent from friend the Daily Astonisher, absolutely Please. friend of the show, from the Daily Astonisher, has become, dare I say, Paul Heyman style for those wrestling fans out there, Mitch Barnett's advocate. 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 Apologist. No, advocate. Advocate. Because Mitch is going to go and throw himself on the mercy of the judiciary because he's been referred without charge, of course. Now, the judiciary made up of ex players. Ex players. And isn't there a judge in there now? Well, I don't know, because I know that Luke the General Patton's in there, so there's obviously military figures Is Sir Lawrence in Street there. back there? I don't know. <laughs> could well be. And so he's going to throw himself on the mercy of the court, but he's going to say, you've done me to rights, Gov, but I do have an explanation. And it, uh-huh. comes, it comes from a Newcastle philosophy, pilfered from the Melbourne Storms, as so much of modern rugby league is. Mm. And that is, rather than when a decoy runner is running into your defensive line doing the cowardly thing and just the minor contact sending you sprawling to the turf. Mitchell Moses style. Exactly. Newcastle made a pact, made a bond saying, we don't lie down in Newey. What we do is we check and release. Right. So the player running through who could have been, who could actually have been an obstruction and preventing him from defending instead of hitting him with his chest, throwing his arms in the air and spinning around, pirouette, bang, falling on the ground and then wailing and moaning, going, oh, sir, sir, I had an opportunity to make that tackle. He's instead tried to make a tackle, a check and release? No, I think what it is, it's to absorb the contact and almost like bumper style, just bump on (sighs) along the line and try and participate in the tackle. I remember a minor Kevin Smith movie called Catch and Release, which I think is something to do with fish. And I think this has been adopted by Craig Bellamy because we know he's a keen angler developed the check and release. And of course, Adam O'Brien, one of the students of <coughs> COVID Robbo, mm. uh, it's it, it sort of you know, mongrelized it, if I can use that word. And it's, and it's not been really well understood because as Adam himself says, Mitch Barnett in the after match press conference, he said he's worked really, really hard on this aspect of his game, which is like elbowing players capriciously out of the play or 
trying to control his mindset. And I think he might have been referring to the former, not the latter. I do recall a, a backroom Matty Johns conversation where he was talking about his dad, Gary. He used to walk around the house and they had light switches like those, tumble switches like those. <laughs> Gary would try and turn the lights on and off with his elbow. Just, That's right. Lifting his elbow to flick him on and well, off. It's all muscle memory, That's, isn't it? Absolutely. So O'Brien says Mitch has been working hard on his game. I tell you what, in terms of memory, one of the poignant scenes of that game was Mitch Barnett returning to the rooms having been dismissed from the field and being pressing enough to actually go and sit under his poster that was pinned up on the Bathurst. That's what you're talking about, muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yep. So Paul Kent is going to go in and represent Mitch. He's going to refer to his checkered past because Mitch Barnett has had a few issues with the law. Mm. There was one time he was uh, remonstrated with the judge and his mother was a little upset and that's sort of stayed with him. Whether he's going to run... You don't upset your mum. Yeah, whether he's running the checkered and release defence. But the main core of what Paul Kent will be bringing to the table... Uh, when the said hearing occurs, is this quote, nothing confuses the mind like context. Paul Kent, quote. Now, my, my quote is... Is there, only, any, is there any context around that? Well, my context or my quote is nothing confuses the mind like 60 schooners. Um, <laughs> so, so it's a similar concept, but that is the central tenet that he's going to put to the judiciary. Their competency to handle that, he might just confuse them into maybe only two to four weeks rather than the expected six to eight. Because there is now a huge legal problem that the rugby league has given itself. The standard defence. Like, is, it is it Mitch Barnett's go? <laughs> well, is, I it, think, is it his go? I think the chequered past defence was my go, but I'm working hard to not make it my go. And funnily enough, for those who are following the other incident, and this is the big dilemma that Kenji will have, because I, if I can tell you, Will Smith's lawyers are on the phone saying, we need you over here in Hollywood stat. Because this stuff now, is terrific. Is Will Smith offering more money for Kenty? Well, uh, but he's certainly offering the check and release de defence. In fact, Will Smith was replicating the, the Melbourne into Newcastle defensive system. When he rocked Chris Rock. Yes, on the stage at the Oscars Chris last Smith, night. Chris Rock, Will Smith. It's, it's, all, and, it's all linked, isn't it? And talk about memory. If you see his apology today, which is the day after the Oscars, uh, he noticeably didn't apologise to said Chris Rock uh, in his winning speech for King Richard. And... Mm. <laughs> But he has gone on Insta or one of those vehicles today and finished off with, I'm a work in progress. And I can guarantee you, Mitch Barnett and Will Smith will be referencing each other when yeah. they appear in front, of their, in front of their respective judiciaries and say, your honours, I'm a work in progress. So do the Oscars have a judiciary? They absolutely do. Uh, it's well, the Academy. Well, here's the big question. Has Will Smith's history been expunged? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because it felt like it was a reboot at the Oscars yesterday. Very intimate cameras, sort of relaxed seating mm. for the, the, the mega superstars up the front and everybody else up the back. It was a very different take. If you saw last year's Oscars, and let's face it, no one did. It was in some sort of masked, limited attendance capacity. So this was a reboot. And so all your past offences, you know, some of those dodgy um, Fresh Prince songs and so forth, completely <laughs> forgotten, right? I am. Is this cancel culture? I am robot. I think is another. One. Is this cancel culture or is this just like? No, it's a reboot. It's a reboot. All right. So and so cancel culture, reboot, expunge. These are different things. So Will Smith will go in there. I really, I want to apologise to the Academy. Please include me in future considerations. I was just having a crack at the check and release and went wrong. Similar defence from Mitch Barnett. Nothing to move on here. Can I just quickly say about Penrith? Yes. Um, it has been revealed in the press today that they went to fight camp last season because they were seen as too nice and too soft. Right. And that they have specialised in the Sun Tzu sacred text, which is known The Art as, of War? No, The Art of the Niggle. The Art of the Niggle. The other interesting thing that came out of that Newcastle game, of course, was Kurt Mann. Yes. Now, Kurt Mann, he was, um, he was taken off the field by the, the... We discussed this last week, the, the, the man behind the curtain going, let's take him off. Let's just take him off to change the things. And he was taken off for an HIA. Now, after the game, the great medical um, expert, Michael Carianis, friend of the show, um, he actually identified that he copped one. He, I think he said it was in the manhood. Right. Um, and Kurt Mann was interviewed by this very same Michael Carianis after the game and gave a wonderful quote to the ABC saying, the HIA, no, 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 they were looking at the wrong head. I copped it in the balls. So... It's a very interesting thing. This, this does cast a little bit of doubt on the doctors sitting at Macquarie Street with the video. Um, but what a lovely turn of phrase, copped it in the balls. 
The faceless people are these independent doctors. Who are they? We haven't seen their credentials. I see them as a cabal of Dr. Nicks, and <laughs> they're doing a bad job. And look, by the way, we don't shy away from the correct technical term. I mean, forget balls. It's obviously ghoulies, wheels, and jats crackers. Jats crackers, absolutely. And Newcastle, of course, has a history. So he, he did say they were looking at the wrong head yes. if they got an HIA. And of course, there's a history with um, Big Wayne and Little Wayne. Absolutely. There's a very proud history of getting your genitals confused confused with your head and let's face it nothing confuses the mind like context <laughs> now there was i mentioned in the in the opening the violence of nelson asofa solomona and the swinging arm and this has caused a huge problem for the nrl again so that the nrl the footy seems to be good on the field the roosters aren't on top of the ladder it, this is, and the, the, the games are close, and it's it's been exciting. The blowouts have gone. The blowouts that were the scourge of last and year. Kudos to you, Dennis, and kudos to me and to Redfern Pat for our single-handed campaign against the rule changes yes. by the Dark Overlord that ruined rugby league last year. They finally listened, and it's a better product. And and happy birthday to Wayne Junior Pierce, whose birthday it is today. He's somewhere a little over fifty, <clears throat> and um, shout out to him. And and it was it was his work that's fixed the Apollo protocols up. But in that Parramatta game, so we've already had the judiciary with this problem where they've expunged the past records. So that means a player can't come in and say, it's not my go. No, there's no go to refer to. Because there's no evidence. That's right. There's that, that, your go is expunged. So what you do now is your go. And Nelson's office Solomona coming in with a swinging arm, which was violent, and attacked the head of a player with whom there had been some of that Penrith-style fight club niggle all yes. game. And yet, no penalty was forthcoming, and there was a $1,000 fine. Now, it is his go. It is his go. There's video of him in Bali. It is his go. He's got history of it. But that they can't bring the video of him punching on with the bouncer in Bali into evidence. I'm not sure they could have it, under the old system either. Either it's defence or not. And anything he's done in the past is expunged. So he's, he's now just copped this little fine, which on a player, on a Melbourne Storm salary, so... Let's not suggest there's two different salaries, but $1,000, goodness. Well, the Holbrook thesis says that calls are made for the big clubs, mm. Dennis. I mean, I don't know how he's feeling this week after the Toby Sexton was had to kick on the fourth tackle against your Canberra Raiders through a bad call through Sutton Minor, a.k.a. Chris Sutton. Hopper. Which led to uh, Sammy Bellamy's try just before Lemons that catapulted the Raiders to an unexpected and possibly undeserved victory. But <laughs> the Titans cop it. Parramatta, small club. We, we've, we've forensically done this before. We concluded that they were a small club, right? Parramatta. Yeah, absolutely. Small club. Melbourne, the big club, gets the call, right? Yep. Yep. St. George, Illawarra Dragons, small club. Jaden Sewer. I mean, seriously, he would definitely like to argue that what's happening to him is not his go, but he's just going to... He doesn't even wait. He just, as soon as the contact occurs, doesn't matter whether it hits the head, the torso, the ankle, he he's just walks. walking to the room. Because he knows. Yeah. Because, it, because there is... They haven't expunged the last three weeks. So how many times has it been? Is it, is it only twice that he's been to the bin or is it thrice? Yeah, I think he's done twice. Yeah. Think, yeah. But what was interesting about this, because Graham Annesley Felix has come in over the top and said, look, the match review committee, they followed the correct processes, but they failed to apply sufficient evidence to or sufficient weight to the criteria of force, which I think is a criteria totally based on weight in some physical way, I guess. Well, it's interesting we get back to physics. We're getting back to physics and mathematics. Do we need someone to weigh Nelson's arm to, to go forensically through and work out the speed, the pace it went out, the point of contact? Maybe we do. We should apply to the Rugby League University to get the physicists onto it. And you can imagine Peter Volandi's frustration because when they did that reset about three minutes before kickoff in round one upon the expunging the records and so forth, they also announced that the Australian Rugby League Commission, i.e. Volandi's and Abdo, could come in over the top and see players charged where the match review committee was not diligent and not complete in their work. However, that's only when the match review committee fails to make a charge. Here, where they make a charge and they don't like the decision, the overlord, powerless. Once again, this is the coaches working out. They've seen the rules and they've found the chinks in the armour. And instead of playing in the middle of the rules, they find the edges and they push those boundaries. And we know Peter Valencia is listening, Dennis. Always. Because we were mentioning last week that he's been strangely absent. Well, round mm. three was... Multicultural round. It sure was. And so with multicultural round, Peter Valencia saw it as the perfect platform 
to relaunch himself into the rugby league mainstream because uh, he is multicultural. Well, he's he's Greek Australian. Yeah. Oh, that's multicultural. That's two. That's multiple. He's one of the the Kithra conspiracy that we're <laughs> we're always reflecting on. <laughs> There's only two of them. <laughs> and he gave a wide ranging interview to David Riccio in the Sunday uh. Astonisher, um, which to me was uh, very very environmentally responsible because seventy five percent of the content was recycled from last year. Oh, that's great news. So yeah, we, we got that. the, I was called a wog, so I took up rugby league. That's how I learned English. That's how I assimilated. We got all that. And, and this is actually recycled from two years ago as well. It's, it's the same. It's the same source. So they're not wasting material. We got that. I wasn't the best player, but I, but I tackled hard and I, you know, everyone put in 50 cents and whoever had the most tackles would get the money at the end of the game. So I tackled the orange boy at halftime. Oh, that one. Fantastic. Yeah. But at the end, he got on topic. And this is what I really, really liked because he says, we've covered the Greeks and Italians. Now we're going after the Asians and the Indians. Going after them? Absolutely. What, sending Nelson off as Solomon or after them? Or, oh, oh as, as, in, as players? Recruiting them to the game. Right. And listen to this quote from the great man. That's the aim. The Asian and Indian kids are the new Greek and Italian kids. It has really warmed me seeing the positive reaction to multicultural round. And the positiveness, I think it's positivity, there's never anywhere. Uh, came from the Aussie players of our great game. Automatically divisive. I noticed a tweet from Cowboys halfback Chad Townsend complimenting multicultural round. I went to look for the tweet and basically all I could find was multicultural round and two thumbs up from Chad. And Volandi <laughs> well, that, says... That's a compliment. And that probably warms me more than a migrant kid supporting it. I mean, is this he sort of saying that like Townsend is part of the Aryan super race and finally I've got them on board? You know, the, the couple hundred years of anger. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon dominance is being unwound single-handedly by Peter Volandis. Um, I don't know where to go with that piece of information. The fact that the... Oh, wow. So it's great to have him back. It is. It is wonderful to have him back. Um, now, last week we had a little bit of audio that yes. I played of, of um, the great Johnny Gibbs, yes. who friend of the show, and he will come on here. Um, he's just, he's, he struggles with technology. We were going to have him on with Zoom last year, but he couldn't quite work out how to make it work. And his daughter's moved out, <laughs> so he's a bit helpless. Um, but Johnny has a, a wonderful relationship with Luke Lewis on the ABC, and we'll probably have to go into that at some point and maybe get them both on. Um, but uh, last week he had the premonition um, of the Emma Tonegato try mm. in the Dragons Newcastle game. And I've never heard anything like it of him saying, I've got a premonition Emma Tonegato's going to store. And I was so moved by it that I've decided I had to put it into song. 32 metres out from the Newcastle line, set of field. With 15 minutes gone in the second half, 20 minutes to go. I reckon Tonegato's going to score here. I just have premonition. Georgie's premonition is like writing on the wall. I reckon Tonegato's going to score here. Georgie's premonition. I just had premonition. Tonegato's about to score. Well, fed in one target, gives it away to Tonegato. 13 seconds later, she gets ready, targets pass. She's over the 30. Big one. A premonition masterclass. Give me your for the cattle. sees things from way up in the stands that no one else does. His premonition's just a maze. Hey, hey. I could see it coming a mile away, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we have mental telepathy. Jaunty's premonitions work only on the field. I actually started to believe that you were a bit clairvoyant. Jaunty's got a problem. There's some things he can't see. You can see what's happening. While Jaunty's having daydreams, predicting what's to come. He's blind to Louis' mischief.
mischief every day. Well, that one was beyond anything else I've ever experienced. Yeah, so you can hear the end there. I love the fact that Johnny has just claimed it and he, you know, could see it coming from a mile away. It was quite beautiful. So he did have a bit of a celebration of his little thing. Now, there was a celebration in the Sydney Souths game. And I remember a celebration last year where was it was it uh, was it Latrell Mitchell might have spiked a ball in a game and, and got in a bit of trouble for it being a bit close to a player. Do you recall that happening? I do. That was in the wake of uh, Joey Manu unfortunately having to leave the field after a uh, Latrell Mitchell tackle that had gone wrong. Mm. And let's face it, that was a game where most players were barred up. Mm. And subsequently, Latrell barged over and spiked the ball near the head of the yes. Roosters hooker from memory. Yes. So the spiking of the ball, is this a legitimate celebration? Well, I know for a long time it wasn't in the NFL. Right. <laughs> they used to, used to get a 10-yard penalty or something like that for uh, excessive celebration. So uh, I haven't seen it specifically outlawed. And, I mean, there is a lot of talk about taunting rules needing to be brought into rugby league because you can't whack anyone anymore Will Smith style. Yeah, and taunting on there was the the titans player that did the gutherino over gutherson as he after he'd scored a try he, he sort of semi-launched into it and thought he better just, of it he titans. just put the hands above the head one little gutherino style pelvic thrust at gutho just on the smith gee i wish he'd won that just on the smith on rock not to be confused with the barnett on smith oh, oh that yeah. rock smith but barnett both on chris. smith so there was chris <laughs> yep yep uh open-handed slap was it wasn't closed fist I believe it was the Nathan Brown. Right. So Will Smith's a huge rugby league fan. That's my worry that, that you know if if the academy haven't followed Volandis and done the expunging of the record, they'll find all these rugby league clips. They'll find that Will Smith has been studying Nathan Brown's early coaching days and was just emulating it. Maybe he was a little bit put out by the incident involving Nathan Brown, a shirtless Nathan Brown, and some tradies Ooh. outside the Albion Hotel a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah. where. A man who's got enough trouble on his own plate, Jared Hayne, acted as peacemaker, which of itself is a bit of a concept. Mm. But what that was was just a confusion because Brown was shirtless. And the tradies, of course, were in the high vis and they were just yeah. having a, a chat about safety and saying, mate, you know, we, we're just looking after you. We don't want to see you outside a pub two o'clock in these dark streets and you know, just a traffic well, Remembering as well, if, 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 if he's going to continue drinking through the night into the next day... UV is an issue. Even with all this rain, UV is still an issue, and skin cancer is still an issue. An issue that has to be taken seriously. Extremely good point. Smith would have been in the bin for that, though, wouldn't he? Open-handed slap these days under the crackdown. Oh yeah, it's a strike. It's Total. a strike. He's okay. in the bin. Uh, well, depending on who the referee is at the time, because Nelson's office Solomon didn't go to the bin. Who was the ref in that game? It's irrelevant. Oh, it is entirely <laughs> relevant because, of course, we, we should. You know, at some point, we are going to have to get onto. Uh, Zbigniew Shaklosradamski, but we might thank you. We might um, get to him a bit later. But there was a try celebration where Manu himself has had the celebration. Well, unlike Kurt Mann, who probably couldn't do any sort of premature things after the uh, punishment he copped up against Penrith, uh, there was a premature celebration from Joey Manu when he went over for a try. I mean, the first contact was between him and Latrell in the game, and Joey just sort of clutched his. <laughs> I don't even know if that was just like a little bit of comedy from Joey Manu, but. <laughs> Uh, when he scored over, bang, he's whacked the ball down in the proximity of Luttrell. The vicinity. Yeah. Now, mm. Beast Luttrell, who yeah. we identified last week, would have gone off. It would have just, it would have boiled over and there would have been a contretemps, yep. a brouhaha and broglio. Mm. But as he revealed on the Sunday show with Matty Johns, Luttrell goes, I've just remembered, I just need to go back, get back to my breath. Oh. And I brushed it off. Meditation, Luttrell. A new Luttrell. Can you imagine an action figure? Because I used to have a thing called Captain Action. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And Captain Action, generic uh, doll, but then you could buy various outfits. Yeah. Captain America, the Phantom, um, you know, maybe something from the Thunderbirds or something like that. A Luttrell Mitchell doll with all the various origin Luttrell, which of course the sky blue would be fantastic. Yep. Beast Luttrell. Meditation Luttrell. Like Ferrari Latrell, two point field goal. Third person Latrell. Lada Latrell, conversions. You yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> they're not thinking laterally. 
I did I did come across an old Facebook post of mine though the way very humorous uh, a branded toothbrush for the South Sydney Rabbitohs and go totally redundant. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, I did like I only saw I've only seen highlights of the games that I wasn't at and when he ran away for that try. All I could look at was he's he's not a small human. No, he's a big boy, and he's not he he doesn't have that build. You don't look at that and go, peak. You know, there's no there's not abs. There's not he, he's he's carrying condition. He's relatable, and he plays much better with that. I know they've said that when he, when they've tried to get him losing weight, he doesn't play as well. And seeing the speed he ran at, the the just the power and the pace, it was magnificent. There's no other word for it. It's, what a magnificent athlete! It, it, and it, it reminded me of a picture of a shirtless Nathan Papa, Brown <laughs> Papali'i. And you look at the shirtless Papali'i, and you go. You'd say compared to other rugby league players, he's chubby. Like, and the and the, the caption was, This is what peak performance actually looks like. It warmed my heart. They always say baseball, there's a few guys carrying a few kegs in baseball, but if you can hit the ball, what does it matter? Exactly. And, you know, this sort of dysmorphia that's obsessing rugby league, mm. and I think is clearly an explanation is what's going wrong at the Roosters, because they all look cut, they all look in peak condition. But Latrell gets out there, expresses, lets his freak, fla- freak flag fly. Red freak Latrell. cohorts, <laughs> hope sprung eternal as he streaked down that sideline. He was naked, naked Latrell. Pop belly Latrell. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and what a, and, and such a wonderful masculine role model. The, 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 and I've got to be careful here because I'm trying to lose a bit of condition myself. But basically, with the Latrell doll, there'll be an app, of course, and you'll be able to in real time assess what his current you know, body mass is, the body mass index, you know, the calipers, what the, the, the relative size is. And you just clip on the appropriate oh, belly for where he is this particular fantastic. point in season. But look, I think it was great to see the past being put behind both franchises. The present is still that the South absolutely own the Roosters right now. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, whoever was directing didn't seem to actually catch the footage when Joey and Latrell came together and congratulated each other, which to me is kind of like missing the money shot, really, isn't it? They, they, Not they that I could get see. together? No, wow. they saw Cody Walker trying to G up Joey Manu, but we didn't see it. Um, but the concern I've got, Dennis, and I know you share it, is are the Sydney Roosters finished? Well... <laughs> I alluded to that, that maybe the bubble has burst. Maybe the edifice has a crack. Because Buzz Rothfield, who was sadly missing from NRL 360 last night. I think you've made a complete sentence there. <laughs> the Roosters have a crack because Buzz Rothfield. Right, probably works. He's put a line through them in his article on Monday morning. Yeah. And he's noted that since the 2019 Premiership, where the key figure, Cooper Cronk, was part of the victory, Roosters are 1-12 and against the Rabbits, Storms and Panthers combined and an overall score of 173 to 404. If you saw a rampant North Queensland Cowboys up at Suncor Stadium on Sunday, mm. I'm not so sure Robbo's got COVID. I think he might be just, you know, ducking the hard yards. Yeah. But what, there was something he said that was very interesting in the press conference after the game. Why the impatience, do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. You know, just not wanting to sort of take our time to, to apply pressure to a team. It's just sort of still still a team trying to sort of find its way how to play under sort of new leaders. And uh... You see there, he's acknowledged that South are still trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the games, as I do as part of my community service order, you get a whole lot of propaganda about the Roosters' way. Yeah. I think the Roosters' way is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> As in gone? As in it's it's done? It's done its time? You, you fall off a cliff. Because we're gonna we're gonna have to throw if you're gonna talk about all these signs. We're gonna have to go and visit the Dragons game, because there was that shot in the dressing sheds of the Dragons. What is is it? A dragon is or a dragon does or what was the what was the line? There was a wonderful photo on the um, the Facebook group blowing up deluxe, which again I recommend all our listeners go and join in and jump aboard. So it's, it's a dragon is and a dragon does. Uh-huh. So in the briefing room, a dragon does what is right. <laughs> right? And that automatically shows in a stark relief some of the off-field problems of the like of George, Georgie Burgess and Jack DeBellin. Mm. And indeed, as everyone likes to refer to a barbecue gate. So a, I think a more telling expression right now would be a dragon might do what is right. <laughs> or a dragon could try. A dragon ought 
<laughs> Maybe it should change to a dragon ought. Yeah. <laughs> a dragon needs to do better. And then, and then in the other aspect of that briefing room, offset against a beautiful electric board. I mean, it's not just your standard whiteboard. I think it's mm. you know it's touch screen the whole deal. Can I take you through and get your reaction of some of the things that a dragon is? A dragon is. I'd love to. Yeah. Polite and respectful. Okay. That's handy. Now, um, here. No, you know, I saw that on the field. Here, would you like the ball, Cronulla? Here, please, take this. <laughs> they were very polite. I thought they invited Cronulla into the game. They did. Very polite, very respectful. It says a dragon is prepared to win every single day, and this is a problem for me. Mm. Because basically, they, in their own minds, they're winning on the majority of the days, and some weeks they're going 6-1. and one. Unfortunately, yep. the one <laughs> was it's the actual rugby league game. Yep. Uh, a dragon is accountable and humble. Huh? <laughs> so that we won't be seeing layering up. Uh, this is this is how it's 2022. A dragon is connected. Connected? <laughs> to each other? Wow. To the life force? The speed force? I don't know. A dragon is trustworthy. A dragon is always wearing the right gear, which is just a beautiful through line to the sponsors. Like, we're always <laughs> wearing the right gear. Um, a dragon follows instructions. Yeah. So... For example, if Hooker's going out there and goes, don't win today, boys, they're doing terrific. But here's the one that I think is really the heart of the problem. A dragon is punctual, but there's a little tagline, be early, not on time. So if you're punctual, aren't you, by on definition, time. on time? So no wonder they're confused right now because yeah. they're being told to be early and be punctual. And, be punctual. and it's just... Put them into a mindset. Mixed messages. Where a dragon is not always doing what is right and they need to do some redecoration in that briefing room. Quick, smart. It, it does remind me that Google's Google's uh, company motto is don't be evil, which suggests that their native state is evil yes. and they're fighting against it. And so I suspect that's the same thing there. Their native state is to turn up late. Their native state is not to be polite and they're being told, go away from your native state and... Uh, be all these things that you aren't. I think you said it all when you said Google. <laughs> um, Chris, can we do a break with tradition and can we... Have you got any Arara Valley axes to grind? Let's grind them early. Unlike Paul Crawley, I've got more than one axe to grind, Dennis. And again, uh, for Courtney Chapter, I believe the Arara Valley Axemen have their charity game this Saturday, April 2. So get along if you can support the wonderful causes that the Arara Valley Axemen are behind. Look, Dennis, um, uh, two things. First of all, the Fox Sports promos for the, the weekends coming up. Mm -hmm. They put a little graphic down there saying narrated by Matt Nable. I'm sorry, but doing a promo for an upcoming league round does not equate to a narration, right? You're not going to enter those in any sort of short-form documentary. They weren't going to get nominated for an Academy Award. Nabel's got something on them. They tried him as a commentator, got to his front quickly, all that sort of thing. Never worked. Now they're giving him the kudos of narrated by Matt Nabel. It's uh, annoying me. I'm, I'm wondering there if there's like... Oh, look, tell you what, Matt. You're a creative person. You're, a creative, you're in the creative arts. So... Instead of giving you money, why don't we give you exposure? That's Because that's what the big companies like to do, creative people. So maybe instead of... He's just getting that on there. as that, That's how he gets paid. <laughs> Boy, I've had that argument a few times. The other thing, again, I'm going to the well of Buzz Rothfield. And I find myself in my senior years agreeing with Buzz more frequently than I'm comfortable with. Buzz had issues with the polo shirt on the weekend, mm -hmm. Dennis. And I don't know if you caught this. Well, I, when was this? Well, there was two occasions. Your game, Big Mal Meninga arrived mm -hmm. at GIO Stadium, as I like to refer to it, Bruce. resplendent in a Titans polo shirt, thumbing yep. his nose at all those good people in the Raiders who basically made that man's career. I would have scrubbed him after the third broken arm, let alone the fourth. <laughs> and he found a way back through the courtesy of the Canberra Raiders. They said when he put his lips to the big horn 
at the 2019 GF. They were never going to wash it again. Now they're just sterilising a thing COVID style. So my question is, is down. have we got a little bit of Latrell going on here? Did, did Titans Mel give a little nod to the statue of Raiders Mel as he walked past? That's right. And secondly, Buzz has blown up about the fuck... The, excuse me, I'm a little bit blue today. Um, that, well, you know, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what mouth was it? Um, the Gus was seen wearing a Bulldogs polo, s- sniffing around the can- Channel 9 commentary box. Was he actually on-air commentating? I'm not sure that he was. Mm. He might have just been paying a visit. Because I it- imagine he's recused himself from Bulldogs games. But I, I don't know, because I'm watching Fox. Well, I'd assume he has, because he was there. He was sitting out in front of the ABC room watching the reserve grade game. Right. Um, with the Bulldogs coaching staff. Isn't entirely appropriate, given that he's the coaching director. What what is he? Is he general manager, the, the whisperer, the the bulldog whisperer? I think he's chief vision officer, chief visionary, CVO. So yeah. my axe is that this this will end up badly. It'll be polo shirt wars. PVL, the overlord himself, has got to intervene and say, "I happen to be, and I know we're not a visual medium, but I am wearing a men league polo shirt." I've noticed that it's a wonderful cause. It won't create any issues for anyone anytime all rugby league personnel need to get on board get involved with the men of league mm. wear that men of league polo and we won't have polo wars because that would just be a very very bad look for rugby so you think league. across the board everyone should wear men of league mandatory that's well I've, I've gotten in trouble for wearing um branded gear not because of the clothing brand but because of the club branded yes. gear in the media area well I, I i noticed that there's a sort of a green tinge to the frequencies when you're tuning the audio so oh, everything I, I do always wear subconscious I, I do have my raiders belt buckle on when i'm in the but I, I cover it up um but we do need to get to your game chris yeah and big class Radamski, and geez a handsome man though isn't he only his third game as a solo referee. Well, if you look at the if you look at his record books, it says the fiftieth because he was, of course, a pocket referee for forty seven games. Doesn't count. They but no, this is his third game. Bludge. Third game with the whistle, um, and yes, there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of controversy. Time is against us, Dennis. But sometime we're going to have to do something with his name and David Bowie and Seal and all oh, that sort of stuff. It's musically. due. It's due. I was there. The question is, does he play guitar? Yeah, exactly. Um, well hung snow white tan these are all questions <laughs> he certainly got the snow white tan he's a very very good looking man <laughs> but I was there uh, with my uh, mate and masseuse Brett Jones because I need a little bit of uh, 24-7 on the knee and PWA hard man Matt Rogers who you'll see at the PWA King of the Metro Rumble mm-hmm. Saturday April 23rd get your tickets from ticketet.com.au now they are selling fast so I'm actually telling the truth there by the way Matt Rogers named himself after Jewel International Matt Rogers from the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, or did he? Or was it after Matt Rogers from no, SAS no, the or whatever it was? No, 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 no. the SAS Australia. Or didn't he go? In one no, of those no, he things? was on Survivor. Survivor? Twice. Was, was it that Matt? No, Rogers? no, no. This, it was definitely the Cronulla Sharks. He Matt said, Rogers. "I grew up a Sharkies fan, and I lionised Matt Rogers, and I said, Dad, I want to play rugby league. I want to be like Matt Rogers.'" And his father said, "Matt, look at you. You have to play in the front row because he's enormous." So we were out there at Campbelltown, and there's so much I could say, but there isn't time. Mm. But the big issue out of that game was that there was an observed blow-up by some anonymous fan who's emailed 2GB, you know, in other words, great source, and said that Robbie Farrar was blowing up at Madge and calling him, I hate to say it, a Michael Lucking Carmichael Hunt. Oh, no. And look, the club has got around Robbie, passionate. Uh, There was an issue with interchange communication problems. Brent Reid, no greater authority than Brent Reid, said he wasn't directing it towards Madge that uh, Joe Offerhand-Gowie gave a press conference and said, I want to put a line through all this bullshit. It's not the way we are at the Whew. West Tigers. And apparently the issue is mainly with poor old Billy Calloway. Uh, who? That's one of the interchange officials. I think he's Joe the cameraman myself. He's not no relation of cab? No. <laughs> Minnie the Moocher. Yeah. But I love the fact that Billy's getting his time in the sun. But <laughs> at, at the end of the day, and you've talked a lot about love on this podcast recently Dennis. Mm. oh yeah a lot of love and how do you feel about love and rugby league they, they belong together as much as hate and rugby league do so to quell this issue the great man robbie farrar the blue shirt himself got on twitter and said i'm madge's number one fan G- going to have to try harder than that to tear us apart
and his listeners so fired up. Next question. Next question. I can't tell you the truth. I can't tell you the, the, the way that game panned out because I'll get fined. So uh, I'm not going to answer any questions. I've done my job. Thanks. A lot of people come to this segment for the current affair, current news. Yes. Yeah, they also so, fast forward through the rubbish that precedes it. Yeah. Well, so then they're in luck because we're going to tackle the, the big the big story of the week, mm-hmm. which of course was the Oscars, was um, Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Everyone's already mentioned it. What more can you say? So I went out and I found an expert's comment on it. What's more important, feeling good about slapping someone or the semi-final that's at stake? So... <laughs> So today we're talking about experts, okay? Mm-hmm. Top of the pile in the experts' mind is the Roosters. Chris talked about it before. I think they've won like eight of their last 16. They're conceding like 25 points a game. They have been a great side, but at the moment, them losing does not seem unimaginable to me. And I don't think... Mm-hmm. You can picture them losing. So why do we get this from the experts? It's pretty unrooster-like. It's the third tackle now, and they're still getting a couple of their forwards back behind the ball. Unroosters-like defence with that missed tackle. Just gets involved in everything. I thought tonight there was a lot of unrooster-like touches from them at the start. Where do you know what team they're describing? <laughs> it's not. It's not saying oh the the, the team wearing uh, black and gold. They're, that's very unrooster-like. Wow. It's the roosters doing all this. It's the roosters unrooster-like. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, is, is it unrooster-like or unroosters-like? Because there seems to be some... Yeah, well, Twitter doesn't like there. either spelling. I tell you what, though, it'll end up in the Macquarie Dictionary New Words of the Year. As, and we both word. Yeah. Both types. <laughs> but let's have a quick look at what the, uh, what the experts are saying in general. Billy. Wow. Oh, wow, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. Wow. Then top of the pile is uh, former coach of the moment, Kevy Walters. Mm-hmm. This is him at his top of his game. This is this is origin coach, Kevy. Kalen Ponga, well, so we got him back at fullback now. I mean, how exciting is that for all Queenslanders that he's now going to be playing in the position that he's accustomed to and ready for us. Wow. So we don't we could do without all this, can't we? And a big part of this show is is the cliches. We we can do without it, can't we? So the good news is we've got new we've got the new competition. And Ooh. part of the new competition, the NRLW. you know. Yep. Yeah. Newish, expanding, expanding, emerging. competition, emerging competition. But what you got new talent is what I was getting at. Sure. Yes. Um so you got the female referees, the female commentators, and hopefully you don't need them in the female competition. You know, you just put them... By the way, they're... to just put all the questions to rest, I'm no relation to Tasha Gale. <laughs> yeah. Sister of the great Scott. Well, Tasha Gale's happy that we're not talking about her today because she she is a bit of a punish. We're talking about Meg Ward. <laughs> She's a great player uh, a few years ago, uh, a big advocate for LGBT. Um, and, and she's been commentating here and there for Fox. Um, very well researched. Way too easy there. I could see my, one of my notes from the first half is Titans just didn't get it right. I know what's going on there. It's good with that. That's well, fine. Like, yep, that's fine yep. by me. Yep. And if you know, you're there, like maybe that's a little bit too simple. You want something a little bit more analytical. China got caught in really tight, way up the field, probably where she didn't need to. She probably could have chilled a little bit more. I walk into the change rooms there, I've got 47 texts. I never turned my phone on after the game, but I thought, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong in what I was thinking tonight. 47 texts. Every one of those texts agreed with every fan out there and everything I believe in. So, we put the call out during the week. We did. For Team Sounds. And we have been saying it all episode, time is against us, so we might do this, we might revisit this. Yeah, I think we could. I think this, this, this was a fantastic response, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we've got the technology now as well to, to play the sounds. So we can do it in multi-parts. By the way, Brett Gale, of course, as well as Scott Gale, I should say that. And the other Chris Gale. Yeah. So the one that's got me is the Titan sound. Mm. This morning I watched every Titans try from last year to try and isolate one. Um, these are the best ones that I could get. Ryan Kelly, you'll do... I'll say it again. I would allow... I'll just do it one more time. 
Brian Kelly. Or so, so like big... Some kind of mechanical drone? Or <laughs> thunder crash of some sort of like a... It, it sounds yeah. almost like, like a, a hammer coming down. Yeah. <laughs> or people in metal boots stomping along. Transformer, like big transformer. Oh, yeah, transformer. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a servo sound at the start. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, something yeah. mechanical, electromechanical yeah. I, in I there. I wouldn't mind... Sort of dubbing Justin Holbrook, Optimus Prime Holbrook. Going <laughs> so on the suggestions about the Titans was this one. <laughs> That's a collapse. <laughs> Thanks to Camo Sanchez. Uh, this one came in a couple of times. I was just a person out there making sure that I was... Um, <laughs> I'm buggered. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. I have to resign. And then we had this one. Well, he's a titan of the game. We had this one. That's a lid tightening. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> lateral. I was saying Queensland. Um, so the Broncos have like a bucking horse sound. Um, we had. Is it bucking or whinnying? Isn't it? <laughs> what about yeah, name? No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a really good suggestion. Rolling, rolling, oh. rolling, rolling, yeah. Rolling, yeah. Rolling, rolling. yeah! And then before the before the game on uh, the loss of the Cowboys, they had a wooden spoon snapping. <laughs> um, over to the Bulldogs. Well, I we think had... I think they could have the wooden spoon snapping probably they happened. They have to duct tape it together now. No, yeah, because the Tigers are really yeah, pulling it off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Bulldogs. You know my don't they already do that? My mate Davola that used to DJ there, he actually withdrew that. Did he? Yeah, because it was too cliche. And yet he always plays Sweet Caroline at the Swans. He's under. He, he'll tell you that that's actually not part of his remit. That that's a different section. Yeah. Um, and all these people we can see on like Facebook and Twitter. Who Facebook, they are. Twitter, yeah. Yep. Um, we go over to the Tigers. Um, so th this is what the Tigers have now. This is what they should have. Low hanging fruit. I'll take it. <laughs> People are so unkind. They actually did a projection last night on 360 of us to go zero and nine. And they didn't show who our 10th game was. But what an insult to that team. Uh, we, we had this one. For, I think it's the bye. <laughs> we had this. For the Tigers. Mm. This, is a very, this is a very heads up call. <laughs> that's, that, that's beautiful. That's absolutely uh, what it should be. When they score. Yeah. Um, this one's off blowing up Deluxe, so I just don't have the name on me at the moment, but this is a sound that seems to be playing when the Tigers score at the moment. Because <laughs> he's getting all their points. And then just to uh, uh, club captain Terry Ball, get the rock infringement sound. Um, League Unlimited, the website, um, which I've used a lot. So they're saying, so Knights have a sword sound. That that should be the Titans get the sword sound, mm -hmm. and then the Knights get some sort of cavalry coming in. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What What, what about the noise from Kurt Mann when he's getting his head assessment? <laughs> <laughs> and then just moving on to a couple messages I got. This one is from Sam Tian. Have you guys heard of this? Now the shark's sound is up oh. on Cronulla. So this is I here come the sharks. Yeah. Um, so I just got another. This is legendary. I think this is legendary. It's off cassette. It's not a metal cassette. Is that, is that Brian Mannix? It could be. And then this goes very nicely into the mayor of Cronulla, David Stringfield, sent me a message. And he said that uh, he'll smeagle you through the vinyl room because he, he's, uh, he's a pretty big deal down in the Shire. Well, that would be fantastic. So in other words, if we have a night out, because I was hoping we could go there for a meal, but rereading it, I don't think they offer. Well, he added, he's got some information on top of the bio. Right. in the bio is that they only play 70s and 80s music. Right. So he went there and requested Tristan Shout the, from that's 63. Yep. 
Chubby so Jagger. So that's not... No, they're the Beatles. All oh, right. Sorry, um, do the twist. My, my mistake. Also, it could be... Uh, we might need a, uh, a bigger cab because there's a contingent of 25 to 35-year-olds, although it mostly caters to 45 plus. Is that right? Yeah. Because it certainly was deceptive in the online information that suggested it was... It was trending young, but it looks like it's our sweet spot, Dennis. Yeah. You know, 70s what, what, and 80s. What was the age? 25, 25 to 35. Yeah, but That's 45 plus. 40, yeah. But I'm just saying, David, send us some candidate times and we're there. Find out who did it, and they need to. Because the same with coming back, we're coming back, we're coming back. Good one, though. There needs to be a post 2016 version of that song. Or maybe that's against the Eels? Written during the Eels game in round two when they came from behind? <laughs> You're suggesting it's new? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think it's anything like new. So. We don't, no, we, we can't be done. I know we're short of time, but the, the most important part of the show, now that there's the reasons to hate the roosters, there's more now the reasons to pity the roosters. Chris, do you have any new reasons to dislike the Parramatta Eels? So many. I mean, the great Ray Stone comes up with a double and sacrifices his own knee with a sidestep and then has been carted off to Redcliffe Dolphins next year. That really, really upsets me. Uh, the fact that Ray Stone made Mitchell Moses, the flat track bully, look good. You know, <laughs> did you see earlier they passed up, the boys passed up an opportunity to take a field goal and Mitchell was blowing up I Deluxe. I believe he was blowing up Deluxe. And yep. then finally they decided to hit him. And of course, they were right. He missed it, hit the upright. And then Ray Price, the ghost being channeled, fell into Stone's arms. But my real reason, and it's to dislike, not hate the Parramatta Eels. And it's mm-hmm. a segment that's going off. And a big hello to Edwin Smith, Eels fan, and Mary Constantopoulos, mm. another Eels fan. Sad to see the girls not quite make the NRLW semifinals. If you caught Australia's marvellous victory in Lahore in the third test, as Pat Cummins spearheaded the boys to a a final day, final session victory and a win on the subcontinent, they would cut to the Australian supporters in the crowd and there was a blonde-haired gentleman who someone suggested online may well have been Stan Jurd in a (laughs) Parramatta Eels jersey. The random para fan. Oh, they're not trying, I mean, are they? come on now, Parramatta. You can do better. South of corner that market. Come up with something different. Yeah. Random para fan, another reason to dislike the Parramatta Eels. And with that lovely warm ending, we'd encourage you to join uh, Fire Up on Facebook, to join the, to, to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Fire Up NRL. And to join Blowing Up Deluxe and Get It Monks, because I think Pat's going to have more sounds for next week. So we'll do that. And please subscribe, like, and share the podcast, and we'll see you fired up again next week. Wow.